play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 282. 282. 282. We have another symmetrical number. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining. A lot of cool music to get to. Uh, a lot of shows. We have a lot of shows that we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. I went to four this last weekend. Right. So be prepared. I'm going to be eating up a lot of time because all four of them were great shows. One of them was mine. Awesome. Well, we're going to get to all the fun stuff so we can get to all the, the talking stuff and get to all the music stuff and, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where do I put my stuff? Right? Yeah. Great George Carlin bit. If you haven't heard that, listen to it. It's one of, his, it's one of my more favorite ones. <laughs> all right, we're going to start on the 11th for some new music, Carry No Banners. They released Five Decades EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records. That was the 11th on the 13th. Oi! To the World compilation, Save the Sidebar Benefit compilation, came out on the 13th. Uh, we talked to T last week of Oi! To the World and Italian Blood and Liberty or Death Records oh, yeah. on the last episode about that compilation. Oh, yeah. Among with the... Uh, among with a few of the many bands that are part of that compilation and that label as well. Yes. We even played a few tracks. Yes, we did. Uh, Pestigore, they released Sarcophagus of Endless Suffering. That's a single on September 14th. That totally sounds like something Eric would check out. What sounds like I would check out? The, the song title, Sarcophagus of Endless Suffering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be. Oh, man, that sounds like... <laughs> okay, it automatically brings me to Nile, mainly because the Egyptian theme, and they have a, you know, they literally have a song called Sarcophagus. But that little, uh, yeah, that little add-on at the end there, it just sounds like they went from death metal to grind. There you go. Yeah, or gore grind specifically. <laughs> well, go check out Pestigore. Pestigore. Next, Nosebleed. They released Dance with the Devil on TNS Records on the 15th. Flush, they released My Way, which is a single on the 15th. Two Minute Minor released their single Dog Eat Dog World. That single will be released on Up the Pups Volume 2, which should be coming out within the next week or so, I think, on the 30th. All right. Yes, so we'll get to that later here on this list. Berlin Blackouts on September 16th. They released two different EPs, both themed with eyes, you know, the eyes that we are looking out of right now. And... Uh, viewing things with I see eyes. So the first one is Kubrick eyes, and the second EP is Dead Dogs Dancing in Your Eyes. Those are both on Vondo Records, and if I'm not mistaken, every song on both of those EPs also had eyes in it. <laughs> so when they mean Kubrick eyes, are they doing a song rendition of his last film, that being Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> Maybe. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I do like Berlin Blackout, so I will get to that, yes. Oh, yeah. I haven't even seen that film, so maybe. Okay, looks like I got a project <laughs> on hand. Berlin Blackout. Berlin Blackouts. All right, next up, Mind Force. They released New Lords on Triple B Records on the 16th. A Testor and Zero Again released a split together on TNS Records on the 16th. That split is called the A to Z of ignorance, indifference, and idiocy. 
That's a pretty loaded title. For a split, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, two bands. You have a lot of things to say, right even in the how you're even presenting this split. Well, check them out. Testor and Zero Again. That's why it's the A to Z, if you couldn't tell. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I see. Loikami released Lumpenman, which is a single, on the 16th. Gogol Bordello released Solidaritine. Solidaritine, yes. Uh, on the 16th, Savage Heads released Service to Your Country on the 16th. Cockney Rejects have a new release called Power Grab. Whoa, okay. Right? <laughs> I had no idea they were still putting out music. They are. And to be honest with you, I listened to it, and I am not disappointed, but I will say it reminded me more of hair metal from the 80s than it does really? punk specifically. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. They haven't released anything since uh, 2013, wasn't it? Uh, it could have been, the, yes. Uh, I'm pulling them up right now. Yes, Lethal. That was their last LP, anyway. Yeah, that came out uh, June 2013. Well, September of 2022 is Power Grab. Yeah. Well, they've done a few singles here and there, but yeah, never a full length, it looks like. So this will be interesting, especially with how you just described it. Yep. Check it out. Form your own opinions. But uh, yes, Cockney Rejects, Power Grabs out on the 16th. Also on the 16th, Morning Again released Resignation, which is a single. That's off an upcoming EP. Busy Weather released self-titled Busy Weather on Dead Broke Records. Jackknife released Street Paranoia, which is a single on Nothing Less Records. Then on to the 17th, couple releases with Rixa Revisionen, and they released Incompetenzetuvekling, which is an EP. What? I know, right? <laughs> That's all one word. Incompetenzetuvekling? Uh, you might have said it better and said it all like it was one word because it is one word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kind of figured. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> cool, though. Check it out. Uh, next up, Bricktop Blaggers. They released Obey the Tyrant EP. That's a cool band. I like that EP. Then on to the 19th, Faintest Idea released a single with, uh, called Nosedive featuring Risky of Risky and the Ridicule. Then on the 19th uh, as well, a couple more Tough Ain't Enough records releases with Arena 6 or Uno, Dos, Tres, Cuatro, Cinco, Seis. There we go. Okay, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Arena 6. Uh, and they released Arata Satatik. And I, I know I'm fucking all these up. I apologize. Ah. Uh, Okara, Okara, they released the Belza. That's also Tough Ain't Enough. And that's A-U-K-E-R-A. Okay, E-R-R-A, in case I made that sound too similar, because they are not that similar as far as looking at the word. Then, Terminal Heads released back on Dammit Records, Turbo Gato, they released Bad Music for Bad Cats, and that's music spelled M-E-W-S-I-C. So for all you cat people out there, there you go. Bad Music for Bad Cats, that's Turbo Gato. Uh, Body Jar released New Rituals, on Melodic Punk Style on the 20th, Mall Crimes released You Embarrass Me on Cursed Blessing Records. All the A's are a V, but it's A's. Uh, uh, just like how Paris spells their name. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> Little I Willie. hated that. <laughs> <laughs> Little Willie released a single called Off to Therapy on Little Willie Records. Dafolt released Aroma Therapy 
that'll be that will be released on the 23rd. Mainline 10 and Tourette are releasing a split called The Opposite of Being Kind. On Melodic Punk Style, Bovice is releasing Dreaming of Paradise on Upstate Records. Noise Complaint is releasing a split with the Upbucks called Coastal Collapse. I pre-ordered my vinyl, which arrived yesterday, Hell yeah. which is fantastic, so I'm excited to check that out. I don't have my shit set up here to listen to it on vinyl, so at the moment I have to wait until the fucking digital version comes out on the 23rd, <laughs> even though I have the hard copy in my position. What do you do? Uh, what, well, do you do? what do you do? You go to... <clears throat> You go to a record store and ask to uh, sample go. a record that you just bought. Yes. <laughs> Can we play a record that I didn't buy from you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, then on the 23rd, Susie Moon is also releasing Dumb and in Love. That's on Pirates Press. Brigada Flores Magon is releasing Immortels, and they are from France, even though I think the way I said that makes it sound Spanish. Uh, on the 25th, Real Horror Show is releasing a single called Running. Upper Downer is <laughs> releasing No Refills Left on Wiretap Records. On the 30th, Dropkick Murphys are releasing This Machine Still Kills Fascists on the 30th. And we talked about this. It is an all-acoustic album. Remember when I told you, I wonder if it's all going to sound like that? Well, yes, it's an, actually an all-acoustic album. Well, apparently that's uh, okay. <laughs> so it'll sound like a traditional Irish album. Probably. At least Irish folk, anyway. So that's what you get with the new Dropkick Murphys coming out on the 30th. Uh, the one I was talking about earlier, Two Minute Miners, releasing Up the Pups 2. You can go pre-order that. That's a compilation that will benefit the No-Kill Dog Shelter there in Chicago. I think it's the one in Chicago. Maybe it's a different one this time. But they'll have all kinds of cool merch and uh, the compilation featuring several bands. It's awesome, so you should definitely go check out Two Minute Miners. Uh, Bandcamp page and pre-order that stuff. Then uh, finally on the 30th, a band called AIDS, and that's A-I-D-S acronym AIDS, is releasing The Road to Nuclear Holocaust on La Vida Es Un Musa Discos. Uh, on the 1st, Skinflix is releasing Old Dog's New Tricks. You can find that. I know you can find that on Sonny Bastard's records. And then there's a handful of Releases that are releasing right around the end of this month. A couple splits, one featuring Imnos and La Cruz. That's going to be on Crossbar Records. Mess and The Chisel will be releasing a split on Mendeku Discac. Uh, Two Minute Minor will be featured on a four-way Chicago split called Hold the Ketchup, and that should be also released around that time. Hard Wax is coming out with Don't Stop the Beat on Rebellion Records. And finally... Great band, Hunting Lions, featuring members of Roadside Bombs, should be coming out with their debut full length. All of those somewhere around the next week or so, could be maybe this Friday, could be early October. We'll see as those dates come closer. Eric, my list was super fucking long today. Yes. What do you got? <laughs> a super busy week for new releases. Yes, a ton of stuff. Uh, so go check, all, check out some new stuff. There's got to be something out there for people out there that are listening that you're going to want to check out. Eric, oh, yeah. what do you have to add? I have just a few to add. Okay. On the 15th, Earth Crisis released Vegan for the Animals. I have yet to listen to the other song on that record, that being, you know, the one that isn't the title track. Okay. I heard that one. It came out on YouTube for their uh, promotional video for the vinyl release, and it's really fucking good. Cool. Uh, we'll be playing it here in due time. I'm still playing catch-up on a lot of new releases, and that's what I'm doing in this episode. Every single song that I chose 
is an album that came out within the last three months. Nice. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> I know I am. But I do have another, another release, one from Andy Roy and the Fucktards called Hellride. Now, this has a very uh, special connection with me because Andy Roy, if you know, is, <clears throat> is a pretty, pretty renowned skateboarder. He has, been in, uh, he has been part of the anti-hero crew since the 90s and in the 2000s. He's <clears throat> rolled around with the, uh, uh, with the suicidals. You know, in other words, he was buddy buddy with Jay Adams, nice. and he uh, and he had a pretty rough life living on the streets, living in squats, and uh, struggling with addiction and all that crazy shit. But he has since re- he has since reinvented himself. He's doing very well for himself, and they have a song. He has a song out with his band, The Fucktards, called Hell Ride, and that is basically just a autobiographical lyrical representation. Of everything I just described, nice. <laughs> just his life and how rugged he is, and how rough he had it, and how it was just how it just basically shaped him in in present day. And the fact that he's doing so well for himself now is just a testament for what con- for how long time takes to heal all wounds. <laughs> anyway, the song is awesome. Cool. <laughs> it's a punk rock song. <laughs> what can I say? And yeah, there's really not much else to. Uh, to add on to your list, but I do have to say that real horror show track is it seriously called Run? Running. <laughs> yeah, Running. I think that's funny because I have the previous real horror show track that was called Rat Race. Right. I'm like, okay, so you have the rat race and this is what you do with it. <laughs> right. I agree. And that's why I came across it because you added it on the show and then I saw, oh, well, they have something else that's coming out soon. Yeah. I saw that, yeah, I saw that they were releasing another single, but I just uh, kind of glossed over it like, oh, yeah, I'll have to look at that later. And later never came. So, <laughs> well, na- it's going to be later will be Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until now, I will be definitely listening to that. But for now, let's just get into the last track that they released back in uh, 7 Eleven. 7 Eleven. 7 Eleven. I even talked about uh, checking out the music video for it and how it was like a mix of Evil Dead and Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. So, Evil D and Dead. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Dead. <laughs> Dungeons and Evil Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Evil Dragons. I like Dungeons and Evil Dragons. Yeah, yeah. So, check out the music video if you haven't already. But for now, here is the audio portion. This is Rat Race. It's the trial of men who feel themselves the victims of blind economic
So yeah, a bit of a metalcore and some mathcore all uh, kind of thrown in there. They have a sound that's uh, quite similar to uh, current throws. Cool. Yeah, throws and also threer. Yeah, they have a yeah. They're all kind of walking that line of uh, you know converge worship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many bands are just like, okay, we finally figured out what converge's formula is. So let's exploit it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean that as like a uh, as a dog on the band because you know the songs on here I must obviously like it, right? Right. right. So yeah, real horror show. I'm excited for you guys to be releasing new material and I'm excited to see you guys live when that day eventually comes. I was hitting them up uh uh today cuz I'm looking for bands uh to book for a show next month and I'm might I say, I have thrown the line out there. I have asked about 20 bands, and none of them can do it. Damn. There's just something about that date. It's October 9th. I just need to get two bands, <laughs> at least two bands on this bill. And apparently everybody's got something going on. Either they're already booked, they're out of town, they're on tour, or they have too many shows lined up in that same day, or they're under 21. I'm booking it at Aces, so I'm like... What what did I do? <laughs> but Real Horror Show, yeah, they, they turned it down on the fact that they're like, we are not ready. We don't have enough material, and we're not even really solidified with, uh, with what we have being written. So we might not be playing shows until uh, next year. Okay, fine, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> but... But for now, we got one song and soon to be two songs to really sink our teeth into. So keep your eye out for Real Horror Show. I don't know if there's going to be a video coming for running, but honestly, that'd be funny if it was just to the, uh, you know, the Chariots of Fire theme. Well, all those guys running on the beach. Yes, <laughs> that would be. Oh, man, that would, that would just kill me. Uh, so that's all I got for Real Horror Show. What have you got for us, Dustin? So I went to a show last week. Uh, Eric's going to talk about an awesome show that was here in Salt Lake featuring Agnostic Front and Sick of It All, Crown of Thorns. I really wanted to go. I, I, I was lame. I was tired and just didn't have it in me to go to that one. And I'm super bummed because I love Sick of It All. But nonetheless, <laughs> I did go to a show last week on Wednesday, and I got to see a bunch of fantastic bands, not just like a touring band, but four touring bands, plus uh, Salt Lake Band, Dysentery was here, but Nauseous out of Chicago, Destructive from Quebec City, Unwanted Noise from Montreal, and Bad Nasty, who are from France and, and Geneva in Switzerland, too. So, uh, a lot of really awesome bands. Uh, I, I went, and we'll just briefly talk about some of the bands. That's what I'm going to feature on this episode, minus my new metal pick at the end. But uh, it was great. Bands were there. I was bummed out. Unwanted noise. Didn't have any large fucking shirts. They didn't plan ahead. And uh, I'm not going to wear any shirts that aren't large. That's just me. Medium seems a little too snug. And XL's too big. Mm. I'm fucking Goldilocks when it comes to, to shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, isn't, isn't everyone? Well, then again, I've noticed, uh, I've noticed with some of the new kids that are coming out to shows, especially with, uh, especially with teenage girls, Baggy pants and baggy shirts have come back in style. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's uh, correlated with the Billie Eilish thing, because I remember a few years ago uh, when Billie Eilish was really starting to get some traction, she wore nothing but, like, baggy clothes because, and these were her words, she didn't want to be sexualized. Huh. Then again, she was, 
16, 17, so nor should she have been sexualized. No. But, you know, it still happens. Right. You know, it happens. It's happened before. It continues to happen now. So I thought that was pretty cool the way Billy went about it. And I would like to say that she inspired all those, all Could these uh, little girls who were coming up to shows and they're wearing like, they're wearing shirts that are just hanging off of them. <laughs> just like draped over them. And of course the baggy pants that are just like, you know, the hems are dragging on the ground. They got some holes in them. They're like really... They're like those uh, pre-cut jeans you buy at Urban Outfitters. Nice. You know? But, yeah, I just think it's really funny how it's just coming back. Like, yeah, I remember when this was really big when I was in elementary school. Right. And that was the 2000s. I was, that was my style when I was probably in, like, junior high, maybe the beginning of high school. And that was, like, the mid-90s. So. Everyone's <laughs> hopping on that new metal phase. Right, exactly. Yeah. But if you were balls deep into new metal and industrial, you had like all the chains and all those lanyards just like hanging off of those. I had a wallet with a chain. I sure did. (laughs) I still have one, but I take it when I travel because uh, there's some places like when I went to Paris, there's signs about pickpockets everywhere there. Oh, yeah. So uh, I did have it for that reason. But (laughs) keep your wallet in your front pocket. Exactly. Yeah. I have a chain wallet. But I just don't have the chain anymore. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> nice. So it's a wallet that has the little hoop in the corner. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, let's stop talking about wallets. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of France, <laughs> I'm going to start with the band Bad Nasty. They were awesome. They were, I think, third band that played. We started with Nauseous, went to Unwanted Noise, then Bad Nasty, then Destructive, and then Dysentery. And I'm picking a a little bit different order so bad nasty i'm starting with them because they do have something very new they just released last month uh august 10th a new album called chaos is order it's awesome if you want to go check it out on spotify you can do that there Uh, i don't normally buy cds but i bought the cd from them because and i'll save it and probably give it away to somebody because i have it on digital version now anyway (laughs) Bought a shirt, bought some stuff. Again, uh, point, uh, the start of that tangent was Unwanted Noise didn't have the shirt size I wanted, but they did have their split on vinyl. So I bought that from them. But I bought some from all the touring bands because uh, I want to support them. They were all great. They were all great live. Uh, really liked Bad Nasty. Funny enough, I knew Bad Nasty, and I already had uh, the split back when I got stuff from Mad Mulligan's, a.k.a. The Craze, right? Because the split featured Bad Nasty and The Craze. And I was like, I know that name. But I didn't realize why I knew that name. <laughs> because it's a fish. Bad Nasty? No, The Craze. Oh, The Craze, <laughs> yes. Uh, when I saw the split on the table, it dawned on me like, oh, I already have this. And I have their, some of their music already. <laughs> Another split with Dingo. I have that. And then they're also on a split featuring the band Pesspocken out of Germany. So they've been on several splits. The band's been together since 1999. They just put out a new album uh, August 10th called Chaos is Order. Enough of me talking. Let's get into some music. You can experience a little bit of what was on that tour. I think their last day is tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing it, if you're in L.A., you can go see them. I think the last day of this tour, though, is in L.A. on the 22nd. So... If you're going to be there, I recommend checking them out. A lot of great street punk. We're going to listen to a little bit of all of those bands on this show. Kicking it off with Bad Nasty. Off of Chaos's Order, it's We Are. Slide on my dime, look the pain in my hand, and such a former. 
bad as bad nasty. Oh, yeah. And they sound nasty. <laughs> <laughs> they were great, man. They were uh, unassuming. Not You know, you see people at the show, and then you see them going up and getting their instruments all ready to go, sound checking and all that stuff, getting ready to play. And you yeah. just look at them like, oh, those are some little... and. The ones that were taller were really skinny guys. Those are some really skinny guys that are gonna <laughs> gonna play. But you know, just being a, you know, we, that's all we do. We form opinions and all that. And you look like, okay, what's gonna happen here? They put out a great show. Great energy. They were fucking awesome for uh, a bunch of little skinny guys that are unassuming when <laughs> when you see them. They they are full of energy and full of. Uh, just a great show. So if you're out there and you get a chance to see Bad Nasty, awesome. And I want to thank that band for making their way from France slash Switzerland to come out here and uh, play in the U.S. Definitely happy I got out to see them. Uh, the next band is Nauseous. They are out of Chicago and was happy to see them. They kicked off the show. They were great. Uh, they, the band features members of Oi Story, who we've played on the show Ali Slob, Shittison, and Kreutzer Sonata, who we've also played on the show. So some cool bands that we're already familiar with. Uh, they put on a great kickoff, you know, get it going. First band, like all the bands, we were talking earlier about the, the set times for one of those shows that you went to. And on this one, like all the bands pretty much had like that solid like 30 minutes of, of playing and it was awesome, you know, they were, you know, maybe they're switching who plays in which order each night too, I don't know, but they were great, Nauseous kicked it off, they did release earlier this year, February 16th of 2022, they released Demos 2022, so that's what we're going to play something from, and the track that we're going to play is called Destructive by Design, so here we go with some Nauseous out of Chicago.
man, that was grimy, crusty, and really heavy. <laughs> now you know what you missed out on uh, for anybody that hasn't seen them while they're on tour. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, I do have a couple more bands to play, uh, as you've heard me mention the bands that were on the show, so we'll get to those in due time. We are going to play some older, lesser-known bands, or tracks, rather, and uh, you're going to kick it off with a new song. Yep, like I said, every song that I choose on this episode is going to be brand new, and this one is the newest out of all of them. This came out just a week ago, on the 9th of September, and this is from the... All-seeing, all-powerful Blood Clot from New York City. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, Blood Clot, that is, uh, this will be on their upcoming album, Souls, their third album, and their third lineup, I might add. <laughs> the sole surviving member of Blood Clot is uh, John Joseph of the Cro-Mags, and they've had like a, a sort of revolving door of uh, members. I remember on the last album, Up in Arms, they had Todd Youth, they had Nick Oliveri, and uh, Joey Castillo. Uh, the latter two of which were from Queens of the Stone Age. And Todd Youth, yeah, we had a whole episode dedicated to him. Right. <laughs> I refer you to that one. But probably his most uh, notable was his stint in Warzone, Danzig, and Murphy's Law. So that's just scratching the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scratching the surface of the tip of the iceberg. Anyway, this... Uh, this lineup is inclusive of Tom Capone from On Guitar. He is from Quicksand. Uh, Craig Satari, who is most notably from Sick of It All, but has been a fill-in bassist on many, many other bands. And speaking of fill-ins, the drummer is uh, Darren Morgenthaler. Morgenthaler? Morgan... It starts with an M. And okay. <laughs> he, and he has been drumming on a, a quite a... Quite a different strain of albums, but the most notable of which would be Mad Balls Hold It Down. So, so yeah, you got some pretty, uh, you got some pretty decent uh, talent in this lineup, and I'm stoked to hear what the rest of this album's going to entail. But the album itself is not going to be coming out till way in December. Wow. So we got some time to really uh, absorb the single that came out and. The album that came out, or that is coming out, is Souls. The single that came out is the title track. So I've been long awaiting this after the multiple teases and kind of fake outs from uh, on John Joseph's Instagram as well as the Blood Clot Instagram. I'm like, okay, finally. Now we have a new track and we have a release date for a new album and we got the lineup. Thank you, finally. And now we're going to give it to you folks here. This is Souls, the newest from Blood Clot.
Yeah, there you go. It's quite refreshing to hear some old school sound and hardcore coming out of, well, coming out of New York. I mean, let's be honest. These guys are all from New York. <laughs> this is a New York hardcore band. Their fucking Instagram is Blood Clot NYC. Right. So, yeah, it's nice to hear that there's still some uh, luster in these old men. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that quite literally. They are old. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, John Joseph is pushing 60. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, but also good for him. I mean, look at the guy. He's ripped. He is so incredibly healthy. And if you follow him on Instagram, he is so annoyingly so <laughs> uh, forward about it. Nice. Yeah. Everything, if you want to learn about diet and you want to learn about exercise routine, follow him. There but, you go. But for me, I only really give a shit about his uh, music, and he's making Blood Clot his main project to work on. If you remember a couple years back, there was the whole Chromax JM after Harley Flanagan bought the rights, or didn't, didn't even buy the rights. He actually got a lawyer involved to secure the rights to all of the music. So now that any, I'm pretty sure John Joseph just got tired of playing tug of war with him, and of course... He's still interested in making new music, but is he going to release new music under Chromag's JM? No, he's not going to. That's just going to confuse people. Right. So it's either just continue on with Chromag's JM, just being a legacy band, which is you know still awesome. I've seen his version of the Chromag's twice now, and I've seen Harley's Chromag's. I guess what is now the real Chromag's. Uh, right. <laughs> Instead of Chromag's JM, it's Chromag's TM. <laughs> yeah. So Chromag is still just going on, but as far as John Joseph singing for them, oh, just tell, I uh, wouldn't tell uh, Satan to be reaching for that overcoat anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but if this is a sign for things to come with uh, Blood Clot, I say the future's looking pretty damn bright for uh, John Joseph and companies, awesome. at least on the musical realm. So, so yeah, like I said, I'm excited for the rest of this album to come out. I guess that's just going to be a nice little Christmas present for myself. That's awesome. <laughs> or Yule, or... Honestly, we really celebrate Yule tradition a lot more than Christmas. <laughs> the tree is Yule. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a rant for another day. We'll save that for Christmas or Yule or whatever. I'm getting way off Speaking track of here. holidays, <laughs> we're going to probably start playing some Halloween tracks as that's coming up soon, and we only have you know a limited number before... The holiday comes and goes, so it won't be mm -hmm. this episode, but uh, be on the lookout for us playing some Halloween-themed tracks because uh, it's a fun time of year. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, excuse me, it's a damn fun time. And for me, probably the scariest time, at least for this year. At least for this year. You want to know why? Well, talk to me in person, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to play another band at that show I went and seen. Uh, Destructive is the name of the band. First time, you know, I, I saw them. their name on the flyer, wasn't familiar with them. Turns out they are a newer band. They started in 2020, which is much newer than uh, Unwanted Noise and Bad Nasty, as those bands have been around for much longer. Uh, Nauseous is featuring, you know, band members of four other bands, but being a newer band themselves, I don't have a lot of other details other than they're from Quebec City and Quebec. Uh, Destructive, they were great, put on a great show. They were fourth of four for the touring bands, Dysentery rounding out the night, playing after these guys. Uh, they were awesome. I recommend checking out their uh, release. They put out March 1st of 2021. I believe that was their first release since they started in 2020. It would make sense. 
another Strike. We're going to play the title track from that EP. It's called Another Strike. striking with <laughs> good stuff there destructive uh they were great live if you had a chance to go see them while they've been on tour you should if you didn't well hopefully you're near la and you can check them out which would be probably today when you're listening to this on the 22nd <laughs> go look up any of those bands we'll cover their social medias at the end of the show but uh yes uh great i have one more band from that show that i'll feature here when we do our albums but before we get to the albums Eric's going to talk about all the shows he's been to. Uh, yes, I will. Maybe you should go first, though. <laughs> okay, you, you got a lot going on. Yes, I do. I had like, I think I said this at the top of the episode. Four shows. Four shows, one of which I played, and I got a lot to say about, well, quite a few of them. <laughs> How about we do it? We're going to do We're going to mix it up a little bit. Eric, why don't you tell us about a show and then I will spit off a few shows that people should go check out. And then you tell us about another show. Well, we'll alternate this time since you got a lot going on. We'll help you conserve some of that oxygen. That's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys are witnessing history in the making, folks. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, everything we witness is history. In true. some degree, no matter how mundane. Hmm. Anyway, as for the past, <laughs> we have... There were uh, quite a few shows. Let's see. The first of which I'm going to talk about, yeah, Urban Lounge 
Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, and Crown of Thorns. Those are three New York hardcore giants, man. I mean, Agnostic Front was there at the start of it all. They were the they were among the instigators of bringing the New York hardcore sound to the forefront of the entire genre. Because, I mean, everything was going on in the West Coast. I mean, you had Black Flag out over there, and you had the Circle Jerks and Descendants of Bad Religion, all part of L.A. and uh, Orange County as well. New York, sure, you had the D.C. scene, you know, and the D.C. scene was making, was making waves, but New York was like, okay, they got the Ramones, they got CBGBs, and they got... What do they have now, now that the 80s is coming through? Well, Agnostic Front just came roaring through with their vicious sound. It was, they thought that they were just making punk rock, but no, everyone was calling it hardcore. They're like, okay, well, I guess we're hardcore then. And they are still doing it. 40 years later, and oh man, seeing them live is just a, it's a blast every time. I have now, this is my third time seeing them. The first two of which were in uh, punk rock bowling. One was them playing on the main stage, another was a club show, and this one was a club show, first time seeing them in my home state. Nice. And they hadn't been back here since uh, 2012, at least that's to my, uh, at least that's to one of my friend's recollections, so, and I trust him, so. <laughs> yeah, at least 10 years since Agnostic Friend has been back here, and oh, did they bring it. They played so many classics on there, they come, they come out and they just rip through Victim in Pain. And already everyone's clamoring to the front, go, why am I going insane? And they do a lot, they do a lot more hits on that, and they even close with a cover of the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bob. Nice. Oh yeah. There was at one point uh Vinny, you know, Stigma, he just uh, gets right down into the middle of the pit, and everyone's like, everyone do a circle pit around Vinny. And they did. Nice. <laughs> of course, they had, he had like a circle of guys just to keep it keeping all the moshers at bay just to make sure they didn't hit him. Right. Uh, but, it was a, yeah, but it was a great set. And they play well, pretty much all the songs I expected slash wanted to hear. And they did Victim in Pain. They did, oh, man, what was it? They did Power. They did Crucified. Crucified for your sins, originally by Iron Cross. But right. Agnostic Front pretty much just made it their own. Right. And, oh, yeah. From the East Coast to the West Coast, gotta, gotta, gotta go. Oh, man, all the hardcore kids and the skinheads got right to the front of that. And I was in the middle of it. <laughs> also, there was some, uh, also, I was standing on the side of the stage. I was literally sitting, standing, not sitting, standing in a pool of blood. Nice. Yep, that's, a, that's hardcore for you. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Or at least I didn't at the time. Go to the bathroom and see some guy is hanging over the toilet with uh, sticking toilet paper in his nose. Ah, there you go. There you go. It's not a hardcore show if you're leaving unscathed. Right? <laughs> so anyway, Agnostic Front killed it. Also, I got I to gotta bring it out to Crown of Thorns, the pretty much opening band. And holy hell did those guys rip. I never really listened to much Crown of Thorns outside of maybe a song or two, whose titles I can't remember, but when they played it, I recognized him. Nice. I was like, okay, I know this one. And, the, yeah, the singer, he was coming out in, you know, total uh, shin-covering socks, pants that were, you know, cargo shorts that were below his knees. Nice. He had, 
the only hair he had was on the top of his scalp and they were all like natty dreads and they were bleach blonde, of course. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, yeah, this was hardcore in the 90s, adopting that gangsta feel. Nice. Oh, cool. man. Uh, that was the, that was the sort of vibe, and they were just having a good time. They were like getting everybody all amped up, and really to, if you will, set the stage for Agnostic Front to come ripping through. And sick of it all closed out that night. <clears throat> Being that it's a co-headlining tour, they alternate each night just to be like, okay, Agnostic Front will close this night. We'll close the next city. And sick of it all happened to be closing in on ours. And this was my sixth time seeing sick of it all. And thankfully, this time, when they played Scratch the Surface, I did get fucking crazy, but I didn't go half-blind this time. That's good. <laughs> yep. In fact, I didn't get any injuries. I didn't get pelted very hard, but I was going nuts during that one. Because <laughs> how they do it is like, it's like they're, ringing out the, they're ringing out the guitars, and Armand is just going, boom, 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 boom. And then it just pauses. And then Lou was like, all right, everybody ready? But he dragged it out a little longer. He told some uh, some anecdote about something I can't really remember because all of us <laughs> think it was just like, come on, let it drop, let it do the snare roll. And of course, scratch the surface. Boom. And yep, both sides of the audience just collided. And I was there in the thick of it all. Felt awesome. The thick of it all at sick of it all. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And they... <laughs> And of course, when they when they entered the stage, they play my favorite song, that of which being Injustice System. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Then they did Clobber in Time. They did Good Looking Out. They did Friends Like You. They did World Full of Hate. Uh, they did uh, All My Life. People tell me what to say. This is my life. Live it my own way. Which apparently is the first song they ever wrote. Wow. So yeah, that was a that was a crazy time. And, and yeah, they close out with the ever so famous Step Down. That was, I don't know if it was their first music video, but that was the first one that everyone paid attention to. And it's, a, it's perfect because it's an anthemic uh, tribute to the scene. Even in the video, it starts off with this reporter like, we're going to investigate this music called hardcore music that parents are getting all up in arms about. <laughs> we're going to see if it's as dangerous as it seems. And yeah, it's, the music video is just showing them on stage. Everybody's having a good time. They even point out what dance moves there are. Like when you're, uh, when you got one arm up on the chest and the other's just flailing from side to side. That's called the angry gorilla. <laughs> when you're going from uh, side to side, crouched down, and you're just like uh, throwing your fists, acting like you're picking something up. That's called picking up pennies. <laughs> and then there's the, oh yeah, and then of course there's the lawnmower. Where you just throw your fist down and then shoot it up on the other, shoot it up in a diagonal. And then you just keep doing that on repeat. They stole that from disco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I disco dance at the hardcore pit sometimes. <laughs> nice. And people are just like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they did steal it from disco. They stole two-stepping from ska. Nice. That's oh, awesome. But people tell me, like, what is two-stepping? Well, you know what skanking is? Oh, yeah, with ska? Yeah. It's that. Just more aggressive. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Same thing with the, yeah, it's just basically heavy disco. But the one thing that they can always, uh, that they can always hone as one of their own is the pileup. That's everybody just jumping over each other trying to get those mic grabs just like, I want to sing it. No, I want to sing it. It is a massacre up there. And yeah, this show had no shortage of that. That's cool. 
Okay. So, yeah, I was really excited about that show. I had a great time. And I brought my copy of uh, Blood, Sweat, and No Tears. I should have brought the book, but I had the album. Because the last time Sick of It All was here, I got Pete and Craig to sign it. And this time I'm like, okay, I need to get Lou and Armand this time. And I went backstage and I saw them like, hey, guys, you mind signing this? And talked with them a little bit, reminded Lou of that we were the ones that interviewed him over the Zoom call. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys, I remember that. That was a fun time. Yes. I'm like, yeah, we did have a good time. Well, good. I'm happy you did. Well, speaking of that, October 30th of 2020 is when that episode came out. We called it the Sick of It All episode. Put it in between episodes 183 and 184 if anybody wants to go check it out. Yeah. You can hear our conversation and listen to a bunch of fantastic Sick of It All songs. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the reason why we uh, did that episode, read the book. Exactly. The Blood, the Sweat. Oh, it's a, it's a fun read. I even got, I had read it through the digital promo copy before it came out. Right. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. It, it was awesome. I don't read a lot of books, but I like that one. I like those guys. I like that interview. Jealous about your show. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to see it. All right. I got a few shows to mention before you get into your next one. Give you a break for a moment. Uh, Pre-CY Fest is happening this weekend at the Regent Theater in L.A. Doors open at 4 and it is an all-ages show, so go check it out. The lineup, and it features uh, criminal outfits kicking off the show at 4.30. This is Friday, September 23rd. Uh, Whole Hog is starting at 5.10. Rotten Stitches at 5.50. Call the Cops at 6.35. Naked Aggression at 7.20. Uh, Who Kills Spiky Jacket at 8.05. The Erections at 8.50. The Devochkas. At 9.40, Monster Squad at 10.30, wrapping up the night with the casualties at 11.20, playing almost an hour-long set. So uh, that's this weekend, the 23rd pre-CY Fest, if you want to go check it out. Uh, our buddies in the Reckless Upstarts are making their way over to Europe. They're doing a European tour. It actually starts tomorrow. And... Uh, tomorrow, at the time that I see the flyer two days ago, it doesn't have the date. So go look up uh, City Rat underscore Records on Instagram or at Reckless Upstarts uh, on Instagram, and you can get wherever their show might be. It's going to be in the Netherlands on the 23rd uh, at Luarden at Dulman, Germany in on the 24th, Dresden on the 25th, Prague in Czech Republic on the 26th. Hof, in, that's H-O-F, in Germany on the 27th. München in Germany on the 28th. Essen in Germany on the 29th. Hanover in Germany. It's mostly in Germany, it looks like. Uh, on the 30th. Hamburg on October 1st. And Berlin on the 2nd at Wild at Heart. <laughs> uh, so go check our bells coming out at you from Canada in Reckless Upstarts. They'll be doing that. I'll mention a few of their shows next week that won't have happened yet. On their show on the 26th in Prague, they will be playing at 007, and they'll be playing with Kung Fu Girls, who's a band there from the Czech Republic. So you can go check them out. Uh, love Reckless Upstarts. Uh, we'll talk about Amel and the Sniffers. They are doing their tour here in the U.S. It started on the 18th in L.A., 
the next one that you'll want to know about on the 23rd in New York, Washington, D.C. on the 24th, Boston on the 25th, Detroit on the 27th, Chicago on the 28th, Minneapolis 29th, Denver on the 1st, Salt Lake City here at the Depot on the 2nd, Boise at the Knitting Factory on the 4th, Eugene, Oregon on the 5th, Seattle on the 6th, and uh, they'll be at the Dana Point, or Dana Point, California at the Ohana Festival Encore on the 8th and 9th. Go check out Amel and the Sniffers on Instagram if you want to get uh, further details on when their shows are. Uh, where's another one? Though? On the 24th, that's coming up as well. Saturday the 24th at the Chance Theater, which is in Poughkeepsie in New York. You can go see Kings Never Die, The Take, Silence Equals Death, The Fatalities, and Leave It Behind. It's $15. Advanced tickets. Doors open at 7, so 7.30, 8 o'clock is when the bands are going to be playing. Five cool bands there at Chance Theater. Eric, tell us about your next show. Okay, the next show, I'm going to jump ahead a, uh, <clears throat> a couple of days and talk about the show that I saw on Sunday. That was Russian Circles. Yep, they are on tour for their latest album, Gnosis, which is such a great album. That band could do me no wrong. Everything they've released is just so on point. I love That's it. That's awesome. <clears throat> and what's even better than listening to them on their album is seeing them live. Holy hell, they know how to put on a great show. For a band that doesn't have any vocals, they, don't, they didn't even come out and say hello. They just wave and say goodbye. The only thing that I heard them say <laughs> was their guitarist uh, yelling at the sound guy. He's like, hey, down, down, down. Oh, they speak. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's really a testament to their, uh, to their talent, the fact that they can hold over an audience with just instrumentals. And, of course, the light show. You know, and I'm not saying that it was a total Pink Floyd laser show or anything like that, but the lights on the stage, they really emit this atmosphere. They had a smoke machine going, and they were playing one song with this very uh, dreadful-sounding sounding, uh, tone. And it just sounded so evil. And the light... Uh, the stage was just bathed in red, and the light held up against them in that sea of fog. All you could see was these were these silhouetted figures of them. I'm like, Ooh, this is this is how you uh, <laughs> this is how you put on a show with such a minimalist, uh, yeah, with such a minimalist display, actually. Right. So yeah, seeing that was seeing that was amazing, and yeah, they played a. Uh, yeah, they played pretty much my favorite songs, my favorite of which is Youngblood, which I played on this show a couple years ago. <laughs> I remember that. And I was, it was a near perfect show, save for one guy. He just happened to be right next to me, the one drunk guy who was just, <laughs> yeah, the only guy in that show who was rip, rip roaring drunk. And he just kept dancing around, just kind of swaying back and forth. And he just kept nudging me. He just kept nudging me. I know it sounds like a very uh, mundane thing to get pissed off about, but it was constant, and it was really annoying me. And, of course, during Young Blood, I was like, okay, this guy better not ruin my favorite fucking song. And as soon as the song, like, hits, he decides to start getting a mosh pit going, but his friend, who was more sober and more of a sound mind than him, was like, no, 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 we're going outside. You're getting some air. Because nice. I heard him talking to him a little bit. It's like, hey, let's go outside. Or like, guys, can't you read the room? This uh, this crowd is not here to mosh. They're here to watch. Right. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can arguably mosh to Russian circles, but 
again, the type of people who see them, they are not that crowd. And I wasn't interested in moshing when I saw Russian circles. They are heavy in their own right, but they're not that type of heavy. So, so yeah. But that guy was taken out, and I was like, oh, good. I can enjoy young blood and fucking <laughs> peace. God. Yeah, it wasn't just me. It was annoyed, like, the five other people surrounding me. Awesome. Oh, man. So, Russian Circles. And I got to give a shout-out to the other to their opening band, Resin. That's R-E-Z-N. Okay. Um, I arrived a little too late, only caught the last uh, song and a half of their set. And they're, and they're pretty good. They're kind of like that uh, really atmospheric doom metal. Just, uh, you think... Uh, Oh man, I lost. Uh, I kind of lost track of a band to compare them to, but they're really slow and just very ominous, very uh, uh, kind of a misanthropic feeling about them. And I mean misanthropic in the right way, where it's just very dismal. Cool. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and they they were pretty good. I wish I could have seen uh, more of them, but alas, it was uh, it was my dad's birthday celebration that day. Yeah, it was his birthday on Wednesday last week, and then we had to do another celebration on that Sunday because my grandma was available. Oh, good. His mom. So, yeah, we had to double up on that. It was a free dinner, so why the fuck am I complaining? <laughs> I wasn't. I just had to make sure I had to get to the show on time, and I did. <clears throat> At least in time for my sake, to see the circles. That's right. Okay, so... Do you have any more? Or oh, I've got plenty go? more shows. So okay. give me a breath. <laughs> there you go. Uh, on September 23rd, if you're in Brooklyn, head to The Meadows. Doors open to 7, $20 tickets. And it's 18 and older, so you don't have to be 21, but unfortunately, you, you high schoolers and you younger be, ones. You have to be old enough to vote. <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, Disassociate, their, looks like their 30th anniversary show. Uh, congratulations to them. They're playing with Mephiscopheles, uh, Fahrenheit 451, Drunken Rampage, and Deja, D or Dija, D-I-E-J-A. That looks like that is going to be a pretty sweet hardcore ska, punk, metal, all kinds of death metal, it looks like. All kinds of cool shit going on there. So if you're going to be in Brooklyn Friday, uh, that's where you want to be. Our pals in on the Tinder, I mean on the Cinder. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> they might be on the Tinder. You'll have to go look them up there. Uh, they are currently doing a Canadian tour, so they're about halfway through. Today, while we're recording this, they're going to be playing in London, Ontario at Palisade Social Bowl. But on the 22nd, if you're in Ottawa, they'll be at the Dominion. On the 23rd, they'll be in Montreal at Cabaret Foofs. On the 24th, uh, Trois Rivières or Three Rivers in Quebec. Uh, at Cafe Zenobe, and finally on the 25th, they'll be in Quebec City at La Source de la Martinere. Uh, so go check out on The Cinder. They're awesome. We've had them on the show. Uh, Anti-Feds are in the middle, or actually at the very beginning. Tonight's the very beginning of their West Coast Fall 2022 tour. Uh, they need to be adding a date here, I'm noticing, but... Uh, uh, today they're doing L.A. at Permanent Records. Tomorrow you'll also be able to catch them in L.A. if you missed them at Slipper Clutch. They'll be in Fresno on the 23rd, Ask a Punk. Uh, San Francisco on the 24th, Ask a Punk. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I just like mentioning that because uh, you know what? That's not a place you're going you're gonna to have to go look for them. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> or ask a punk. On the 24th, they'll be in San Jose. On the 25th, they'll be at, in Oakland. They'll be in Reno on the 27th, Portland on the 29th, Seattle on the 30th, Boise on the 1st, Las Vegas on the 2nd, and Long Beach, California on the 3rd. Do you see what they missed there, Eric? Say that again. The 29th in Portland, the 30th in Seattle, the 1st in Boise, the 2nd in Las Vegas, and then Long Beach on the 3rd. Where did they miss? Hmm. Hmm. They're going southbound from Boise and just doing the whole... They're just doing the whole trek down to Vegas, no stops? That's like a 10 to 12 hour drive to get to Vegas, and you skipped! They could have stopped halfway in between. What day would that have been on? On the the second. second. The second? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I know that the Beehive wouldn't have been able to uh, manage that because there's the ill will zine show going on that Uh, day. Well, there could have been an Ask a Punk show. Yeah, there could have been. (laughs) There could have been. It is on a Tuesday, so it is a that is kind of a weird. uh, No, never mind. Not a Tuesday. Sunday. Yeah, it is a it is on a Sunday, and apparently, it's really hard to book shows on a Sunday. Yep, you were just discussing that earlier. Well, anti-feds, I'm glad you're on tour. I'm bummed out you're going to miss us here in Salt Lake. But if you're going to be in any of those other areas, you should definitely go check out anti-feds. For this segment, before Eric starts telling us about some more, our pals in Powerhouse, they are going to be playing September 30th. And it will be in San Fernando, California at the midnight hour. And the show starts at 7 it's 15 bucks. You can go see Powerhouse, End Days, Jackknife, Triest, Yokai, and Low Sight. So a lot of cool bands, but more specifically Powerhouse, OBHC, and San Fernando. Go check them out on September 30th. Eric, tell us about another show. Another show? Well, I saw this one band just a couple nights ago. They're from England. And they've been a pretty, they've been a band for about 40 years, about as much as Agnostic Front has been. Wow. So, kind of fun how my show extravaganza this weekend is bookended by two bands that are four decades old, give or take. Right. A few years. And this band was something called, uh, something about a metal lady. It was a maiden who is made of iron. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I saw the band Iron Maiden, and this was my second time seeing them, the first of which was back in 2012, when they were doing a sort of, I think it was a 25-year anniversary tour of their Seventh Son of the Seventh Son album. I remember that specifically because their stage setup was just coated with glaciers, and it just looked like a... It looked like you were up on the melting ice caps. Nice. And that is the, basically the background of the cover of that album. And that was a great show. I was all the way in the back on the lawn scenes of USANA, but just to be there, just to hear Iron Maiden play. And this one, I was fairly closer. I was in some bleeder seats, but <laughs> and uh, but honestly, I can still make out the figures of the band. And But even more important, I can make out their stage setup. It was interchangeable. They had a theme for every type of song that they were playing. And if you've been paying attention to them, Metalheads, They released their album Senjutsu last year, and that is Eddie in a samurai armor. Right. (laughs) So 
So yeah, they opened up the the show with the uh, the first three tracks from that album. And yep, they had all the Japanese temples with those like a uh, curved rooftops. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, then uh, they come out. They start singing. Uh, I don't know the names of the tracks, but. Bruce Dickinson comes out with some incredibly long, uh, with an incredibly long shirt, and his gray hair, which he just started growing back, is into a samurai bun. Nice. <laughs> and of course, out comes the Eddie mascot, some uh, stagehand on stilts, and he's dressed up like Eddie as he is on the cover, <laughs> armor and all. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was a f- that was a fun time. And after those three songs, Bruce takes a break, and he's like, "All right, Zay." We are here two years after the fact that we were supposed to be. <laughs> but we got something special planned for you tonight. We have a new album out, and we're going to do all songs in its entirety. And that was met with a collective, oh. <laughs> And he was quick to be like, oh, by the way, that was a lie. <laughs> Gotta have a bit of fun when you're out here. So, yeah, that was pretty hilarious. And so, yeah, they do get into the hits. They're playing. And, of course, the stage changes with the uh, theme. They have a uh, church theme with, like, stained glass windows and everything. And that was when they were playing songs like uh, Revelations and The Sign on the Cross. <laughs> and and then they had, like, a giant... Eddie Head come out with, that has like the devil horns and everything. So that was pretty damn special. They also played the Flight of Icarus. And if, you're a, if you remember the Greek myth, the, the Icarus and his father who uh, made their own wings and then they were flying all around. Icarus flew too close to the sun. The glue holding the wings together were m- melted and he came crashing down into the ocean. That's what that song is about. And they had this giant Icarus statue, this inflated statue, mind you, just up on the backdrop. And of course, as soon as they hit the last note, down goes Icarus. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, they knew how to they knew how to work the stage that night. And they closed out with Aces High. And they had this giant fighter jet from, you know, the RAF, the Battle of Britain, which is what that song is about. So, and it was just hovering there, just kind of like... <laughs> oh, and the Trooper. You can't have an Iron Maiden show without the Trooper. And that means Dickinson comes out waving the British flag with that, uh, with that legendary red coat. And then along comes Eddie. <laughs> All, the same guy on stilts. This time in the Trooper's garb. And, they are, and him and Bruce are just rattling sabers with each other. Just... And of course, Bruce Dickinson won because he is a professional fencer. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so he knows how to work Good the sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Maiden, my, what else can I say? Well, they played my favorite song. They did Hallowed Be Thy Name. Cool. Though, yeah, with Maiden, they're 40 years old. They have so many albums under their belt, and just seeing them live once leaves more to be desired. I wish they would have played Power Slave. Wish they would have done Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. <laughs> yeah, wish they would have done a lot of songs, really. <laughs> but for what we got, come on. How can you complain? <laughs> That's cool. But still, no Wrathchild, no Running Free, no Phantom of the Opera. I'm getting, I'm getting out, of, out of line here. <laughs> so yeah, Maiden, 
I saw them in August of 2012. It was just a few days before my birthday, and and I finally saw them again 10 years later. I would have seen them five years later when they were on their Book of Souls tour, but that night I had to be booked playing a show with Suburban Hell Kill at some shitty bar that people forget about. We did a shitty show. It was a shitty night and with some shitty bands. <laughs> One of which was, uh, they were a band that was basically a tool worship band. They sounded pretty much identical to them. And they decided to take it upon themselves to cover the Trooper. And, uh... Buddy, I can only think of one band that covered an Iron Maiden song that did a good job. So much so that I prefer listening to that than the original. And that band was Children of Bodom with Aces High. I love that. I love that rendition. Bodom did it right. No one else can. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have one more show, yeah? Yep, I have one more show. All right, oh. I've got several more of these to get to, so let's uh, throw them out. Mom's Basement. Records is putting on Mom's Basement Fest on October 1st. That's a Saturday. The show, if you buy your tickets ahead of time, it's going to be 25 bucks. But if you wait, it's going to be 35 day of show. Doors open at 4. First band starts at 4.30. And this is going to be in Youngstown, Ohio. So go to, looks like, Westside Bowl. And you can go see the band's horror section, The Suck, Covert Flops, Going Places, Manorovs, Kelsey Bad Grammar, nice. Uh, school Damage, Beatnik Termites, The Jasons, The Putts, and Ghost Party. A lot of cool uh, bands to go check out there. Then we will get on to, it is called Scottoberfest. And Scottoberfest is going to be on Saturday, September 24th. That's this week in East Haven, Connecticut. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can go see Rude Girl Review, Pilfers, The Scofflaws, High School Football Heroes, Sergeant Scagnetti, the Copacetics, and who else is there? Senzo, the Agonizers, Thirsty Guys, Girth Control, and Beach Blanket. And that is $25 in advance, $30 a day of the show. So go get them in advance and just go check out the show. That will be at the Beer Racks in East Haven, Connecticut on the 24th. So go check out our pals and Sergeant Scagnetti and all those other Cool bands for Scottoberfest. Girth control. Girth control, yeah. Is that the brand name of a certain uh, strain of penis pumps? Yes, that probably is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about a couple shows with T last week, and a couple of those shows are coming up. Uh, you can go see The Warriors, Mephiscopheles, Mob Mentality, Italian Blood, and Chemical X on Thursday, the 29th of September. And that'll be a Baltimore, D.C. show. Uh, so go check that out. Go check out the bands for more details at Warriors underscore HQ, at Mob underscore Mentality, Oi, at Italian Blood, Punk Rock, if you want to get uh, any more details on that other than it's Thursday the 29th. And then on October 1st, you can go check out a couple, well, a show which will be, it's... Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia at the Fire, uh, Saturday the 1st, featuring Patriot, Duffy's Cut, Battery March, English Teeth, uh, $15 in advance, $18 day of. It's a 21 and older show, but go check them out in Philly if you're anywhere near there. And then they'll be in Brooklyn on the 2nd with Warriors, Intimidation, Mad Mulligans, and The Stress. So a lot of cool shows 
coming up there. Uh, if you want to check out some of those bands, Warriors, Patriot, and then the bands in those cities, since they'll be in D.C. and Brooklyn and so forth. Uh, Eric, what do we got? Uh, oh, I'll announce this one, and then you get into yours, and I'll finish with these other ones. The Last Resort will be playing with rival leaders in Copenhagen at Basement on Thursday, September 29th. Uh, doors open at 8 o'clock. And, uh, you know, you get to go see The Last Resort. Rival Leaders are an awesome band. And uh, in case you didn't know, fuck Nazis and other racist scumbags. That's on the flyer, so I figured I'd read that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that slogan is always, always bears repeating. Right, so agreed. As long as it exists in this fucking planet. <laughs> exactly. All right, so tell us about your other show. I'll announce a couple other shows. Then we'll finally get back into some more music. Okay. Yeah, this is the this is the banger. This is the one that was the two year anniversary show for Oliver Rock. Oliver Rock is the clothing store that has been around since the pandemic. They used to just be around on uh, flea markets, but since COVID struck, flea markets weren't happening. So yeah, they just kind of uh, decided, well, let's just open up this store. And yeah, they are an official business as far as we know. They have a lot of bootleg merch and. You can get all your shirts there. You can get a ton of patches, stickers, and pretty much anything anything related to punk rock garb, all the little uh, spiky studs on leather that you can find. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they've been in business uh, officially for two years, at least on that storefront. And, of course, they wanted to get a, uh, they wanted to get a show together, so... They hit us up, they hit up a lot of bands, and they're like, hey, let's all play this show. We said yes, and a lot of other people said yes. Unfortunately, two bands had to drop off because I guess the members were sick. So no PS Destroy This and no Total Serial. But we still had Mocosos, we still had Bad Mouth, we still had Dysentery, Debasers, Marine Corps, Necrowolf, and Deathblow. And... I can say more about this, but I wasn't there for the first few bands. I got in there when uh, uh, when I think Badmouth was playing. No, Dysentery was playing. So I missed Badmouth and Makosos, but I saw Dysentery a little bit. Their singer was wearing a uh, was wearing a ski mask and was on the ground of the stage, just like oh, going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a bit of a uh, Debasers and Marine Corps, but I had to run back to my house because we had to set up merch. We needed to set up merch because uh, Conrad made us some new shirts and we were going to be, we were going to be indebted to him. <laughs> and okay, we're not indebted to him now, but the second round of shirts, yeah, some of this may be coming out of pocket. So all the more reason to have set up, a, to set up a merch table. We did not have a table. <laughs> so I had to run back to the house, get this table that was left over from my birthday party last month. And it was the beer pong table. So I was like, okay, it's huge, but it's a table. And, nice. yep, we used it, and we sold a lot of merch that night. Cool. So, yeah, I got back in time to see uh, Necrowolf. And Necrowolf, uh, they're good, but one of their members I do not sit well with. He, I'm not going to mention the name. I'm not going to mention what he did. All I can tell you is that he's a piece of shit. So. Okay. So, yeah, Necrowolf, I just kind of watched from afar. And we're just, uh, me and Tyler are both happy that the... That their specific member uh, just uh, didn't talk to us. Well, good. 
Like, good. Speaking of Tyler, I saw him at the show that I've been talking about during our show. Oh, yeah. That was the first time. He was up front singing like most of the songs for most of the bands. Those are his friends. He, yes. loves, he loves those guys. I was seeing him post about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know someone else is at this show. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a good time. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's get to talking about my set. Let's get to talking about Anonymous's uh, set. We were the second to last band to play, which could be the greatest... Uh, which could be the greatest slot to be in, or it could be one of the worst, because this was an all-day festival sort of thing. And we were thinking, well, most of the crowd has probably dissipated by now, but no, there was still a sea of people. Sweet. Oh, yeah, and it was pretty crazy. Um, we're setting everything up. We uh, talked to the guys uh, in Deathblow. They were going to go on after us, uh, and we were like, can, our, can DK use one of your guys' amps? Because... He's got this uh, practice combo amp, and it's really good, but it's not going to be hooked up to a PA. We're just, we just have the mic hooked up to the PA, and everything else is just coming out organically. Okay. And DK's amp is drowned out by everything else. So, yeah, they were like, yeah, just use the half stack. You're good. <laughs> All right. So DK played on a real amp for the first time, and he loved it. He's like, okay, I think i got to get one of my own. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, DK, when you get money, invest. Right. All right. And, and yeah, we were, up, uh, we were up on the stage, and I remember Sid telling me, he's like, you're going to get down there, right? Oh, I'm going to get down there. I'm going to be part of that crowd for the most part. And, oh, yeah, I went fucking nuts on that one. I, I remember when I walked up on the stage, I saw a pair of uh, glasses, some sunglasses that were left behind by one of the bands, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to wear these. <laughs> and I wore them for maybe the first 30 seconds of the show until I headbanged them off of my face, and I'm like, okay, fuck it, just threw them away. <laughs> they do come back in, but I, might I say, they do come back. And, <laughs> yeah, we just go through, we go through the set, and the kids, and most of them were kids. They were going crazy. They were just like piling up to the front. I was screaming in their faces. They were just moshing all around. There were, there were circle pits going on. And I was even instigating some of that. I remember on our last song, the riff, the speedy riff that was going to be like, okay, it's going to be into, it's going to incite some circle pit. I even told them, hey, let's work on our cardio, everybody. Spin around. <laughs> Uh, but honestly, this was when I really felt in my element. Like when we were starting, we were letting the we were letting the chords ring out through the amps, letting some feedback roll, and I just stare out into the crowd and I don't say anything. I just do this. I'm just beckoning to them, <laughs> and they listened. They came up front, <laughs> and they were like, "All right." <laughs> I'm like, this is what it's like to have the power. <laughs> and aside from that, I remember saying, like, and guys, all the fucking bands that played and are still going to play. And then I just went silent. And then I just rose my hand a little bit, just like, come on. And everyone started cheering. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, this is what it's like to be a front man, is it? Okay, I think I got it. It took me four years, but I got it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, probably the and probably the coolest thing to have happened is people were diving off the stage. We'd never had stage divers at our shows for four years. We've been playing shows. We played on quite a few stages, but never has anyone got up and jumped off. Nice. 
So that was, uh, that was nice and refreshing. And, and yeah, during our last song, Abandoned Existence, we have this part where we just like slam down and like just play, a bu- just let the chords ring out. We're just playing nonsense just to sort of like bring everything to a crashing halt. <laughs> and Sydney, as soon as she hit those notes, hits the cymbals, both of her sticks break. <laughs> Wow. So she's like, eh, fuck it, tosses the sticks and starts playing everything with her hands. <laughs> it's like, hey, at least it was on the last note of the show, so right. that works. And in that point, I was just like, I just flew into the pit. I am just down on my back, just yelling into the mic. Everyone, I look up, they're surrounding me. I stick the mic up, and everyone's yelling into it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're, we're going to bring this home for you guys. That's awesome. And after the show, I was uh, sitting back on the merch table. People were buying shit. And then these two little kids come up. And they're like, hey, we found your sunglasses. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. Hey, but guess what, kids? You want to know something funny? These aren't mine. I found these, too. So you found them, and you gave them back to me. Thank you, kids. Uh, and then yeah, time was uh, packing. We were packing all of our stuff out, and I was uh, moving stuff out to the car. And then he got approached by three ladies who were at the show, and they're like, hey, your set was awesome. You guys really killed it. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, would you mind getting a picture with us? And I read, I misheard them. I said, a picture of them. That's what I thought. So I'm like, okay, everyone line up. Are you ready? Oh, no, with you. Oh, okay then. Well, everybody get in, and we just take a... One, two, three selfies. All right, one of them ought to be good. <laughs> That's never happened to me before. People coming up to me after a show asking me to get a picture. I'm like, you're making me feel like a rock star. You are <laughs> pl- getting into, I don't know the right word, but you're, you're, you're skyrocketing into <laughs> rock star status. But it, becoming a bit of an underground success in this town. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, the show, like, we had some videos that were posted up on the Instagram page. If you've seen them, then you know what I'm talking about. And I have uh, my friends of Marine Corps, and uh, uh, I can never remember his name, but the singer and guitarist of Skullfuck, they were in, yeah, they were in the crowd. They watched the show, and they were like, dude, I feel sorry for Deathblow. Why? Because they have to follow you guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, Deathblow is the more established band. I think that they're going to have a significant draw. And it's like, no, dude, like, I feel bad for any band that has to follow you guys now. Okay, the people have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then Deathblow uh, came in. And then Deathblow came on. This is my, I think, my third time seeing them. And I haven't seen them in forever. I think the last time I saw them was when, uh, was when Exodus came through and played the Metro. That was like back in 2017, wow. I want to say. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it sounds pretty accurate. But yeah, Deathblow, they are one of the lone surviving thrash bands and the most, uh, uh, what's the, why do I want to say reserved? That is not the, established. There you go. The most established thrash band in Salt Lake City who is still going on. So it, it was awesome to see those guys, see them playing some of their old material, their new material. But yeah, at that point, most of the crowd was gone. There was still movement going on, don't get me wrong, but they weren't as big as the ones that we had. I'm like, okay, I see what you mean. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to, to take on this responsibility. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be braggadocious. This is entirely... These are what the people were saying. 
and I it, I was feeling good about it. <laughs> and then Sid sent a message to the to our little band chat the other day saying how she has been constantly smiling every time she thinks about this show. It's like that was like our best set. I'm like I agree. I think this was our best set. And yeah, if you if you weren't there, you missed out, <laughs> right? So. So yeah, just shout out to Oliver for getting this uh, for getting this whole thing together, and to all the bands that played, and for everybody that came out. Holy hell, that was a party! And there was even free food. Sweet. Yeah, there was free food and free beer. You know, if you uh, brought in a case, and then everyone was like, "Hey, I want one! I want one!" And that was the case for most of the for most of the night. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Sold some of our new shirts, and we got new merch coming out. We're trying to record stuff still. It's uh. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> We're working on it. We're just trying to get more money back into the uh, band fund. More money in the pot. There you go. Because <laughs> we exhausted like all of our $20 bills to pay for this round of shirts. And we still got more coming. I'm like, okay, give us a, just give us a few right now. We'll sell some. Then we'll just uh, keep paying you back as we go along. Right. That's what I got to tell Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, and we still got more merch that we're going to make. We got a we got a lot of plans. We're gonna have to. We'll probably go into hibernation in the winter just to get that <laughs> shit sorted out. <laughs> okay. So and uh, thus ends my uh, my weekend concert extravaganza. Right. It was a loaded weekend, but it was so good. <laughs> So the reason why we do this portion of the show is because people get out there and go experience the shows. We talk about the shows that are going to be in your area, and more specifically, Eric, but talks about going to the shows, Yeah. right? And so get out there, support them. I got a couple things to mention, and then we're going to get into music. Uh, If you're in Hamburg, I was just talking about Reckless Substarts earlier, Hamburg on Friday the 30th. Uh, Saturday, October 1st, and Sunday, October 2nd at Monkeys in Hamburg. It's uh, Moen, it's Hamburg 7, and Banjo will get a C over that weekend. Giuda, the Analogs, the Boys, Bull Brigade, Striked, Gimpfist, Reckless Upstarts, Brutal Bravo, and Complete Loss. I think I've played every one of those bands between this show and Punkanoi Worldwide. Go check them out. I definitely recognize some names. <laughs> and finally, I'm going to mention the Lion's Law and Common Turn sect shows that we'll be doing on the West Coast, East Coast, here in the U.S., Lion's Law being one of my favorite bands. Uh, love them. Uh, they'll be doing West Coast starting on the 30th in LA, October 1st in Pomona, the 2nd in Long Beach, uh, the 3rd in San Diego, Sacramento on the 4th, Reno, Portland. I'll be at those Portland shows on October 7th and 8th at the Crash Fest to see both those bands. I love both those bands. And then October 11th through 16th, they'll be on the East Coast, Boston, uh, Jersey, Philly, Atlanta, Tampa, Lake Worth, and so forth. We'll talk more about those as it gets closer, but I just want to mention quickly that they will be touring together here in the U.S. That's it for this portion of, well, what I've got anyway. Do you have any shows you want to mention before you get into talking about your album? Yes, I do. I got a few that I got to uh, plug. On the uh, 22nd, that being at the time of you here in this episode, today, <laughs> Bomb Pops and The Last Gang will be playing at Kilby Court, 7 p.m., $18, if you still have time to go out there and check it out. On the 23rd, there is a benefit show for uh, my friends Rant and Devin, and they are just uh, throwing together a show. It's a benefit to help them make rent. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> yep. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it calls for it. Right. Anyway, Marine Corps, Macosos, Ribbons, and Youth Group are all going to be playing. It's going to be at the Porch Beer House. That's what they're calling it. At 904 Genesee. And that's going to be at 6 p.m. Bring whatever money you can. You can Venmo and you can Venmo rant directly if you can't make it. So there's that. On the cool. 20, on the 24th at Aces, Wraith is going to be coming through, and I'm excited for that. That's some black and thrashy death metal type shit. And Deathblow is going to be playing with them. Same thing with Lloyd Hammer and Torn Open and Leak. That is going to be $15 or $20 day of, starting at 8 p.m. Again, at Aces High Saloon. On the 26th, Behold the Monolith, Harvest of Ash, and Goat Sifter are all playing at Aces. 8 p.m., $10 if you want to show up. And once again at Aces on the 27th, the seminal New Orleans Sludge Masters, I hate God, all one word, are coming back. And they are just gonna, they're just gonna destroy the place. I am excited to see them. <laughs> they're coming with a Savage Master and ACDC. That's ACDC with an X in the middle. Nice. So Antichrist Demon Core. I'm excited for them. I've never seen them and always wanted to. There's, they are some power violence giants. And speaking of power violence giants, Narc is also playing that show. So good for them. Good for them coming, just moving up in the world. I love those guys. Anyway, that will be at 7 p.m. and it will cost $20. I have my ticket. I know that. And finally, next Wednesday, the 28th, for all you deathcore heads, Carnifex, Spite, Oceano, Left to Suffer, and Magnetar are going to be playing at the complex. That is going to be at 20... 20? No. 6 p.m. There but it go. will cost $25 cool. to get in. Plus all them fucking stupid fees. It's, a, it's the complex. They always have the hidden fees. Unless you buy day of show, you just buy at the door. Right. So... And that'll just add a few dollars extra as opposed to the fucking 10 if you buy them online. Right. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I fucking hate that. Anyway, that's what's coming up next week. Well, we're about to get into new music then, so tell us about your album. Uh, we, we, that was probably the longest section of talking we've had. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. if you're still out there listening for more music, it's time for that. It's time for more music. Yeah, if you fast-forwarded to this point. Right. <laughs> so. So yeah, let me talk about the uh, great cover-to-cover, not exactly album, but an EP. And I have been holding these guys off for a while. They've just been in my notes like, hey, our stuff was released last June. You said said that you play us. I know I said that you play them. That's me talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) The band I, I listen to strictly because of their name. That band is called Bazooka Tooth, and that's all one word. It's just, it's a name that just rattles the, that just rattles the brain. What in the fuck is a bazooka tooth? Right? Like, is that a bazooka that shoots teeth? Or is it literally just a tooth that just shoots like a bazooka? I really don't know what the fuck it is. It sounds like a name that you, it sounds like a name that you'd sooner hear as like a band from Epitaph or Fat Records back in the 90s. Right. They just had those kind of uh, really off the wall type names. But... These guys are not even close to bands that sound like that. They are really more in line with a lot of uh, with a lot of death metal, a lot of groove metal. They even got some grind thrown in there, and it all comes back around to this uh, hardcore enterprise. They have an album, an album, an EP out called Kingdom of Pain, and I've listened to that maybe five times over. It's an EP, so I can allow that. Right. <laughs> 
And oh my God, they just have a, they just rip through their music. I love it. I love listening to it. Probably their most uh, punk sounding one is my first pick here that is called Death Blow. And not to be confused with the Death Blow that is one word. That is the <laughs> band. This is Death Space Blow. Give it to me. even parts uh, Terror and Walls of Jericho. And I mean the latter because their vocalist sounds very much like Candace. So, and I always welcome that because her vocals are awesome. This, this chick's vocals are awesome. I am assuming that she is a girl. That's, yeah, that's really kind of weird for me to just assume that. I will fact check myself on that as we, <laughs> as I let this next song play out. This is the title track, Kingdom of Pain, and oh my hell, Oh, get ready to uh, put, get ready to enlist, invest in a neck brace, because you're going to be needing it after banging your head to this one. Yeah. 
Okay, so I confirmed. Their lead singer is just simply known as Audra, and she is a lady. She is a woman. She is a female. She is someone who is not a mutated form of a human being. Because, <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't know that. The males are basically a mutation, you know? <laughs> we are conceived as women first, but only do the, does the extra chromosome add, you know... A penis, pretty much. It's a necessary mutation, because without that mutation, uh, human species wouldn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> kind of weird, weird how biology works. Right? So, yeah. And another thing I found out, I looked up what the fuck a bazooka tooth means. And it has a, it has a few different meanings, according to Urban Dictionary. It's like, it can mean someone, it could be referring to someone who has braces. Baz- okay. Look at the bazooka teeth. Or something that refers to a big ass blunt, and I doubt that they're named after that because they are a straight edge band. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another one where it's like basically another way of saying everything is going to shit, or like the end of the world or anything. In fact, the they use it in the sentence here. Ah, fuck! There go the four horsemen. Curses forsaken bazooka tooth. So, okay, I would lean I would lean a little more on that one. Though it would be pretty funny if they mean it's a kid with braces. <laughs> right? Bazooka teeth. Whatever the, whatever the meaning is behind their namesake, I would like to know. I'm going to ask them. I'll, I'll probably ask them a little bit later. Kingdom of Pain is an EP that fucking rips. And they got a few more under their belt. You know, but if you want to find them on Bandcamp, there is, you have to look up this EP through Safe Inside Records. Because it's not on just their band camp. All their other releases are, but, you know, you have to do some uh, digging around there. And, you know, if you look them up on their socials, you'll do enough, uh, you'll do enough digging around. They'll, they'll send you to the right place. Right. And it's not to be confused with the album Bazooka Tooth. That's two words, Bazooka Tooth. I find it weird that I have to, <laughs> that I have to <laughs> specify this as one word, two words, but... Bazooka Tooth, one word, is the band. Bazooka Tooth, two words, is an album by ASAP Rock, which is a great album, by the way. But if you want to bang your head and not move around to the flow and the rhyme schemes of ASAP, then, yeah, now you know how to look it up. There you go. All right, and that's my, that's my album of the day. What is your album of the day? Well, the last band who was the second band to kick off that show that I watched last week was Unwanted Noise. That's the specific reason I went, because I really like unwanted noise and I figured oh they're gonna be playing with some cool bands that I was lightly familiar with and turns out more familiar with than I thought some of the other ones but uh unwanted noise they were awesome they were fantastic live go check them out in LA today tomorrow the 22nd if you are thereabouts and if you get a chance to see them in the future they're great unwanted noise they released the album tonight we die March 1st of 2021 they just put a split out earlier this year and the band started way back in 2008. They are from Montreal in Quebec. And yes, at the show, because there was two bands from Quebec and one from Paris, or not Paris, France slash uh, Switzerland, there was a lot of French being spoken at this particular show. I took French way back in high school. Unfortunately, I don't use it very often, so I don't really know it as well as I wish I did anymore. But uh, a lot of French being spoken. Uh, really cool band. All their songs for all the bands, I think, are in English. All the songs that I came across, anyway. And for Unwanted Noise as well. 
Uh, I've played a couple tracks off of Tonight We Die on Punkanoi Worldwide in a previous episode here, so I picked a couple other tracks on this great cover-to-cover album. Uh, Critical Acclaim is the first one that we're going to check out, so here we go. We will be on the news unless the venue is destroyed! We will be on the news unless the venue is destroyed! The singer just sounds so frantic. It's just right? like trying to get all this information out like right before a bomb drops or something. <laughs> you know? It is intense. Uh, I love the intensity of that track and of the band in general. Unwanted Noise. You know what? I'm going to change the name for this show. It's Wanted Noise. <laughs> <laughs> we want that noise. Yes. We don't, we don't want the other noise. We want your noise. Exactly. Let's play another one. I hadn't played the title track on a previous episode, so let's get into that one. It's Tonight We Die. Here's some more wanted noise from Unwanted Noise. Wanted before, wanted before! Let me be just that 
Yes. Love Unwanted Noise. Check out that album. Oh, yeah. It just sounds so... It just sounds so menacing. Yes. That's, that's how I like my street punk. Uh, really great band. Hopefully you got to check them out when they were in your town. Uh, I definitely did when they were in our town. Eric, we had talked a whole bunch. Let's keep the music train rolling on this episode and wrap it up with what do you got? I got Death Blow. The <laughs> one-letter Death Blow. Right. Yeah, this, was, this is in part to me uh, wanting to, uh, one, give some, uh, give some attention to their newest uh, single that came out, Gates of Steel, and that's what the song is. And also, they just played a show, and they'll be playing a few more. And also, they're going to be going on tour. Uh, Sweet. Yep. Good for them. Yeah, just a few dates. It looks like a yeah a ten day long tour. Well, at least ten days. No, no, it is ten days. It starts on October sixth. They'll be going to Boise, Idaho. Some of these uh, don't have announced uh, venue dates yet, but and that is one of them. Uh, then on the seventh, they'll be in Seattle at Bar House. On the eighth, they'll be in Tacoma at Plaid Pig. In Portland, they will be oh seventh Seattle, eighth Tacoma, ninth. Portland, Oregon, at Shanghai Tunnel. On the 10th, they'll be in Bend, Oregon. On the 11th, Eureka, California. On the 12th, Sacramento at Cafe Colonial. On the 13th, San Francisco. And the 14th, Los Angeles. And the 15th, well, there is no city or venue announced on that one. So if you're in any of those states, if you're in any of those cities, check out Death Blow, or you'll be missing this.
So yeah, there you are, Death Blow. I gotta say it like that now, not Death Blow. Death Blow. Death Blow. Death Blow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's about as fast as their music hits. Right? Yeah. Death Blow, if you like what you heard, check out that stuff on uh, their Bandcamp. They got two other albums that you can listen to, Prognosis Negative and Insect Politics, that came out just two years ago. They also have an EP called The Other Side of Darkness. At, yeah, that's about, uh, yeah, about seven years old right now. So they, got a, so they do have an extensive repertoire and plenty of metal to be had on on their Bandcamp, or on their Spotify, or on their Apple Music, or on the YouTube, wherever the fuck you uh, listen to them. But where you should be listening to them is on the stage. So, like I said, if they're hitting up any of your respective cities, keep an eye out for them, and you know, keep an eye out. You'll probably have a better idea of what club they will be playing. So, figure that out for your damn selves. They're big boys, and girls, and people. Just... You have minds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got to say about Death Blow, the most established and ongoing thrash band in Salt Lake City. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up the show with Orgy. That's my new metal pick for the week. Uh, don't have too many uh, new metal picks left, but we're starting to get into some of the ones that uh, I enjoyed, like uh, this week, and uh, I have a few coming up. This Orgy was the first new metal band that was... My, more my introduction to what the like the electronic version of industrial new metal or mm-hmm. you know I'm not getting into a lot of describing words but that's kind of what they were they were first popular with their new order cover that they did of Blue Monday and uh, okay. so a lot of people know that I didn't pick the cover track they did but I probably picked their second most uh, popular track off of their same album that Blue Monday was on it's called Candy Ass. <laughs> The album came out in 1998, so August 17th of 1998, right after I graduated high school. And the band formed, though, in 94, been around for a bit. They're from Los Angeles. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go figure. Hear the music. You'll, you'll get it. Uh, but orgy, cool stuff, industrial, new metal, whatever you want to call it. But uh, here's the track off of Candy Ass called Stitches. If it's late, I'd never leave it. If that turned around, I'd grieve the special dirty things that we used to talk about. I mean that loving you is strange and adored by me throughout. Oh, now it's you again.
Stitches by Orgy. Yeah, I get what you're saying with the uh, industrial tinged uh, new metal. Right? You know, it's that, it sounds like they were picking up what Manson was laying down. Yeah. Yeah. It was from that era. They were post Manson, not by much, but. Yeah, not by much. Like at their formation, that was when Manson released his first album. Right. I know that. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, and also, they were, yeah, they were among those bands that kind of paved the way for, you know, guys like Static X to come through. Sure. Because they also had a bit of an industrial tinge to, uh, to what was otherwise classified as new metal. Right. But it's so weird. And in, in your tenure of uh, all the new metal tracks that you've been playing, it has a sort of. Uh, Deepen my knowledge of how broad a spectrum that one little genre is. Right. <laughs> there are subgenres inside that subgenre. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like the way that I view the genre of metalcore. <laughs> right. You know? It's just got its own. It's got its own family tree. So yeah. Now, I, along with the rest of you, dear listeners, know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. On the next episode, I will play another band who is similar in style but definitely came after uh, Orgy did so you'll get to check out something else that is industrial electronic whatever you want to call it but still in that new metal vein All right. so we'll get there on the next one we're wrapping up this one thank you everybody for joining us all the way up to this point hopefully you enjoyed the lengthy discussion on all the live shows. Go experience <laughs> some yourself and go tell your friends about them and have discussions about it. Well, yeah. Ours wasn't really a discussion. There were more like a little anecdotes. Yes. <laughs> little, yeah, just a story time. <laughs> it was story time indeed. Well, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, Fam, and SLCPunkCast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at The Real Real Horror Show at BadNasty77, at Nauseous underscore Chicago, and that's Nauseous with a K at the beginning. Bless you. <laughs> at <laughs> Blood Clot NYC, at Destructive Punks, and that's Punks with an X, at Bazooka Tooth yeah, that's TN. That's how you know I'm serious. <laughs> that's right. That's how you know what kind of punk you are. 
Destructive punks. Punks with a hard X. Yes. At unwanted underscore noise. At deathblow official. At SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on my Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric with a C underscore SLC. Uh, my band Anonymous can be found on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. And my band The Apathetics can be found on there as at theapathetics.slc. On Facebook, respectively, we are at anonymous SLC and The Apathetics, just all one word. It's fine. It's easy. And our band camps are as follows, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. New stuff is in the works. Like I said, Ap- Anonymous will be uh, releasing some new merch in due time. And Apathetics will have two new singles coming out later this year, hopefully later next month, hopefully before year's end. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. All we know is that we are in the process of recording, mixing, and mastering two new songs, and we are excited. Make a Halloween song and release it before Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we got a... Well, you could correlate one of them. It's about Tex Arcana, so... Boom. All right. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. You can find my Lead Melodies podcast on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and listen to the current episodes on anchor.fm slash leadmelodies. And you can also find that on Spotify as well. And be sure to follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. We'll be posting uh, plenty of flyers soon, so if you need some reminders of the shows that I plugged in this episode, you can find the rest of them on there. Excellent. We can find the bands on Facebook at Real Real Horror Show, at Nauseous Chicago. Again, that's Nauseous with a K at the beginning. At Blood Clot Official. At Destructive Punks with an X on the end. At Bazooka Tooth TN. At Unwanted Noise Official. At Death Blow Official. And at SLC Punkcast is the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for 282. Eric, any final thoughts to send us out? Well, that is the show. And all I got to say is I'm still riding that show high from Saturday. Nice. <laughs> but it really, uh, just for, it really just more solidified what I've been preaching this whole time. You know, we have, if you listen to the music, that's great. But it really means more to me personally if you come out to the show and you're having a good time. And, yep, that just sort of uh, reinstates the fact that what I'm doing is not just a vanity project. People are actually responding to this, and it makes me feel great. It makes me feel like I got purpose. It makes me feel that what I'm doing is important. Not just to me, but for other people as well. So, yeah, if there's anything, come out to more live shows, and you'll be able to have little long-winded stories with your friends, just as I did here and with all of you listeners. If you were jealous, then get out there and watch your favorite bands play, all right? And on that note, play the fucking outro. (laughs) 